Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hi. G'day. G'day, g'day. This is the 411 episode. It sure uh, is. W- one of the many episodes that drops on this pod channel. Um, let's just get through a bit of housekeeping. We've got a few things to mention. Oh, we've got heaps to mention. I mean, if you're not coming to one of our live shows, they're right across the country, so why not? Yes. Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne, tickets at thethinkergirls.com.au. Make it an excuse to catch up with people before Christmas because everybody decides the people that you haven't seen in eight months must be caught up with before December 25. We have two tiers too. So there's a ticket where you can do a meet and greet with us and have a, a hello and a photo and a chat and catch up uh, before the show. And then there's... The the cheapy ticket, which is GA, you can sit wherever you want, bring as many girlfriends or dudes or partners um, and come along, which is cheaper than the other tickets that we've had, actually. So just jump on board that if you want just a bit of the, I don't know, what do you call it, this, the slap around ticket. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be fun regardless. Exactly. Um, but also, if you want to come on your own, please do that. Mm. There are a few people that are like, oh, I don't have a maid or is it all right if I come on my Yes, Come along because no doubt there'll be other people that will be doing the same thing. That's right. That's right. Today is the 411 and I want to talk about something so random. I read this article about uh, 10 things you should give your teacher rather than giving them bogus Christmas presents and I want to try it out on you, I guess. What, if I was Miss Mercer? I mean, that's terrifying but sure. (laughs) Um, Today I want to talk about... um, I want to talk about schoolies mm-hmm. because I'm just so glad that well, we I both gone I back went... to school. It was so random. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that. But I want to talk about um, the fact that I'm so glad that I finished school in the time that I did because okay. of drugs. Um, speak about now, like in 2018, of how much more prevalent drugs and pills and how much the accessibility to drugs is than it's been in past. Well, that I, past that, years, past generations. I you think know? that may be your experience. Questions, queries, discuss. Because tell you what, drugs were very available when I was. Well, young. let's talk about. Can we talk about that first? Yeah. Because I don't know. I maybe I am sheltered, or maybe the the group of people that I and a few of them I still hang out with, and my mm. best mates now, and not a lot of them aren't anymore. But in most, for the most part, drugs. <laughs> I say it like that because it was like. Oh, she's on drugs. Oh, he, he, I hear he's a druggie. Like we never really. I don't know. I wasn't a. I wasn't a goody two shoes by any. Um, by any definition. But I don't know. It, it, it hit the booze hard. Like I just think that probably took up the most part of my. It, maybe I didn't need drugs because of that. Well, thank God. You know what? Well, the sounds of some of your stories. But that's what I'm saying. Like I've really struggled, and I've spoken very openly about that. The fact that I've. I have always and will always struggle probably to find a, a real happy place 
um, consistently when it comes to drinking and my limits and all that kind of stuff. So thank Christ I wasn't mm. hanging around with people that were taking drugs on the reg because throw that in the mix. I mean, I will never smoke pot ever again after a three-and-a-half-week trip that I had in Amsterdam a few years ago. Everyone has that story. It's hilarious. And then you get older and you try it again and then you are fine. It's No, bizarre. I just – after that experience – like I was literally in the Greek islands three weeks later and I know what it was. It triggered – definitely triggered paranoia but the way that I was seeing things it would happen like you would scratch your head like that and then I'd go and it'd go backwards and then you'd go to scratch your head again and or you're walking towards the door a little bit closer backwards then you walk towards the door a little bit closer back so it would take like 10 times as long to get anywhere (laughs) and this is the thing when I am wait if you're drunk right you don't really have a perception that you're drunk. You're just like, I'm a stunning dancer and I'm funny and confident. Like, and you just, there's that's no, for, perce- you. for me, for, that's yeah. what I'm saying, my experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got no perception that I'm drunk, right? But when my experience of, you know, and I have a pretty limited experience really with taking drugs. Uh, I'd smoked pot a couple of times before, just been a bit giddy and laughy in Amsterdam. So I was like, well, obviously I'm going to, you know, experience what's out there. Mm-hmm. And, and it had the exact same amount, the exact same spliff as three other people, my partner and two other people that were on our Kentucky tour at the time. And they were completely fine, like not even really high. They didn't even really get affected. I, yet I started tripping balls, seeing weird shit going on like this. And, and... It was this weird trapped feeling whereby I could feel, I still felt a sense of reality of knowing that what I was about to explain as my experience and the way I was seeing things was I was tripping, but not being able to see it any other way. So I felt kind of trapped in my own experience. It's a bad trip. Like it happens. And I think it's dependent on which kind of drug, where you're at mentally, you know, it's it just is of many different factors whether you are going to be in the experience where you enjoy drugs or where you don't. And I just, after that experience, I was like, I will never. And that's my own experience, but I was like, I'll never, I'll never smoke weed again. So back to the point of you saying, so you were in, you had mates and it just wasn't really a part of your party nah, plan. Nah, not really. Maybe people would smoke pot every now and then, but again, it wasn't really anything, and even still now as an adult, people say something about drugs. I'm like, what's that one again? Mm. What does that do? Like, I don't, I don't really know the way things work. So this article on news.com.au that looked into the first week of schoolies, because we're around that time of year now, um, was speaking about the fact that there are more teenagers than ever taking drugs, especially in that first week because of the age of um, Queenslanders, when they finish school, are typically under the age of 18. Mm. So often it will, you know, central centralise around hotel parties. And I suppose the accessibility um, and the ability to, to buy drugs, uh, is, you know, especially like caps and MDMA and pills and all that kind of stuff, for hotel parties and that kind of thing, that being seen as being more commonplace now in 2018 than it has been in the past, mm. especially for that first week of school is. Whether there's just more of a light on it now, it's being more reported, whether it's know. cheaper I, now, I, I don't know. I think it has gotten younger. I don't think it's gotten that much younger. I think it's gotten to a point where it, it probably is more accessible. But I think as well the more accessible it's become, the more dangerous it is because I think now with the internet as well, so many people can think that they can just be a drug dealer. 
Not that I'm saying that that's something that has some apprenticeship. <laughs> like there is like some drug dealer where you make drugs. But I think it's definitely – I was talking to my friend about it the other day and pills were certainly around when I was partying big time. Mm. And um, and drugs were a very big part of the partying scene in my life for sure from probably not as early as schoolies but definitely from about 2021, so mm. not too far away. Mm. And the pill, it, the pill kind of scene was huge, 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 huge. But what it is now seems to be just as big but I think that – people not I think what's going into pills I was having a conversation with a friend that it seems that pills are weaker than they used to be i.e no one really has any idea what the hell is in them anymore and not, what do you mean weaker though like in terms of the way that it affects you yeah because so I then think people feel the ability to take more potentially as well as the fact that people making them could be putting all kinds of things in yeah, them right. that in them other than actual drugs. Well, this is the, this was part of the article. It says of the 49 schoolies that news.com spoke with, only five said they weren't on drugs. Mm. Which that, I know it's like, are oh, you young and schoolies and, you know, but that still surprised me. I thought out of 40 out of 49 you think there would be, you know, maybe half that would be like, yeah, yeah pills, whatever. And especially because my, my brother's a fair bit younger than me. He's So he's seven years younger than me. And I even watching him grow up, the, uh, it was quite interesting to watch because the conversation that he had around drugs and the experience that he had around drugs with his – and I know there's variables in terms of he's a boy, I'm a girl, different mm. circles of friends, that mm. kind of shit. But I did get a real sense that as a general consensus – there was a shift in terms of people's thought process, even in that seven-year period, to their approach to drugs. We were more like, oh, drugs, whereas he's like, oh, what of it? Like- I think it becomes – I think that more accessible becomes the less yeah. of the fear around it. So I suppose – I didn't even think I knew what cocaine was until I would have been probably 20. I, I, you know, it was just not in a real conversation. But the second it became in a conversation and I then started to meet people that would either deal it or take it or, you know, I knew very close people to me that dealt pills. So it was always so easy to mm. get because I would be able to, I'd be like, hey, how is your mum's 50th? I.e., can my friends and I get four flippers? Well, the le- and flippers, the- I'd never, <laughs> yeah, yeah. never they, heard that. They were called flippers. <laughs> Fuck, how retro. <laughs> and, yeah, and but I think the thing is the conversation becomes the, the more easy it is to get. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the less more- taboo, yeah. the more... Um, Commonplace, yeah, yeah. So I get what you mean. The fear, the the fear being taken out of it. But you know what? I'm like, from a logistical standpoint, and bear with me here, because in no way, shape, or form am I encouraging people to take drugs, right? Discouraging people to take drugs, to be honest. But I, I, if you think if you're putting your logistical cap on, right, Mm. you're looking at you know you're 17, 18, whatever. Everybody is broke as fuck. And you're in a place where probably for the first time in your life, especially on schoolies, where you are a lot for the mo- for most people going away for the first time, feeling this sense of responsibility as an adult, as a bit of this like not a pressure, but there's this real like yeah, we're gonna get a bit messed up. It's you know the first time that you've been up at you know this real kind of party culture around schoolies. That's not responsibility though. No, I'm saying responsibility around like I don't have to go home and be reprimanded by mum and dad if I'm off my face. So lack of responsibility then it would be, right? Well, you, responsibility for yourself. 
Like there's no one looking out for you. Yeah, You're responsible I, for your own. But I'm sitting in that and I'm thinking, I actually think those times were I was the least responsible and that's what was so freeing about it mm. is I didn't give a shit. I didn't want to be responsible. I didn't, that was the time. Schoolies was a time where you finish your exams, you don't have to mm. be worried at all, which is I think what empowers that partiness. Yeah, but like to cast your mind but yeah, back to that place and you think of, you know, people that are 18 leaving school now, right? Like logistically, I mean, how much do pills – I don't, wouldn't even know. Like what, 20 bucks? I think they're about 25. Okay, well, you look at 25 bucks for one pill, right, mm. versus – how hard is it to get, you know, a fake ID, to go to a liquor store, you know. And I remember even however many years, 10 years ago when I went to schoolies, like on the Gold Coast, all of the grog shops had all, you know, all the windows were blacked out. You know, it was, you know, quite stringent in terms of who could go in there, how many things you'll buy. So you think of the logistics of how hard it would be to buy mm. booze as an underage person, how much it costs, you know, you have to, you know, it's harder to get, you know, be drinking, you know, all night as, mm. as opposed to just having one pill and going on your merry way. Logistically, it makes more sense. If you're feeling like you want to be out of control or in a place where you're a bit off your head, taking a pill makes more sense. But it makes more sense not just logistically. Alcohol is so incredibly addictive and there are so many issues that come from alcohol, the way people act on alcohol, that it's just, it's just legal. The, the main difference is it's legal. It's so hilarious that we still talk about it like it's the less thing that damages things and pills and things like that. And I'm not saying that any of it should be done in excess, but there does get to a point where you want to explore. And yet we do, we talk about how awful this is that, you know, or, or you were saying it's quite surprising, not awful, but a lot of people would read that article and go, five people out of 40, that's it, that's it. But it's like, but then probably all 40 are getting fucking blind on booze mm. and no one's talking about that. It's no, bizarre. I, no, I do agree with you, but I still do think that there is a difference. I, like I think there – I don't think – you know what I mean? Like you think about, you know, instant – Instant death, you know, or you know, people. You well, know. What are the you can't you can't throw that up if you don't have statistics. Like those instant death stories are the media and how incredibly, but how often are they actually happening? Like I'm not at all endorsing that drugs are a safer option, but I really don't think that we can sit here with the issues that we have around alcohol and not start to at least level things out a little bit at just how damaging that can I just be. I just don't think the level of damage and the the speed of it in terms of you know people dropping dead on a dance floor from ODing from ecstasy is in the same playing field as alcohol and I'm not saying that that in terms of long-term effects, you know, and ability to your, you know, your mental health, you know, your physical all that kind of stuff, addiction, like I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that that one is better than other, but I do think there is a certain um, ferocity that when it comes to pills that 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 doesn't come with alcohol. Yeah, I don't for agree. A young I don't agree. I don't think that it's as extreme, and I'm not saying that one's better than the other, but I certainly don't think that there is one that's ginormously worse. And I think it depends which way you want to look at it. Like, what's worse if you're completely wasted and somebody takes advantage of you in a cab, or what you know that you fall, you know, you fall in front of a car because you're so completely drunk. There's so many ways to look at it. Like, you know, it just isn't as black and white as that. I don't think. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I don't particularly think that um, 
you know, one, drugs are are fine and that's definitely the better option if you're going to party. But I certainly don't think that they're stark completely on other sides of, of of the room. I really don't. I don't think that the terms, the actual alcohol effects are necessarily just long term. I think they can, bad things can happen. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think with booze, it means that it can be other effects. You know what I mean? As opposed to like ODing and dropping dead on a dance floor or, you know, in your sleep or something like that. There are other things, whether it be getting behind a wheel or like, you know, um, you totally. know, drowning after swimming, all that stuff. That, and like I think the, the death is not just and drowning. That's right. The death is booze. I get that. But I, I, st- I don't know. I, it's a, I, but it's a psychological thing that you've you have understood that that means death by that one single pill drop dead is what has been told to you. But then there's all these other factors that are involved in that that aren't given to you in the same headline that makes you think that that's so much more scarier than all these options. And it's just not – it's just not – it can't work that way. These options are just as scary as that. So it's just – it's really interesting the way that we approach it. It, I think it is to justify bad behaviour with alcohol. I don't know. I feel like there is a more, like, I just think I get this feeling of, like, speed or fastness that, like, one kind of, one decision when it comes to drugs as opposed to booze can happen a lot faster is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I do you know, know what, what I mean. And I do understand what you mean. But I do I'm not think saying one's it's not that simple. I just don't think it's that simple. I just don't think that it. It, and I mean, I don't know the statistics, so we can't kind of dance around this this place. But what what statistics would be that someone takes one pill, drops dead, compared to the amount of people that are, are killed from someone jumping behind the wheel? You know, that's insane. I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know that there probably would even be stats to cover that because I think that probably those deaths are reported as different things. You yeah, know what I mean? But, or rapes are reported as different things. Mm. Or, but um, all I can say is I'm I'm just very thankful and grateful that I didn't grow up as a 17, 18 year old that was like pretty easily influenced, didn't grow up around um, a a group of people or, you know, a community of people where it was like everyone was just kind of taking pills because I genuinely am like, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what my experience, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I'm going to say I don't think it would have been, I know it wouldn't have been a good one. Yeah. Well, it's tricky because I think at the same time, I think you know, there should always be a balance in in all of us. And if there is a case of not being able to find that, then then there's responsibility that needs to be taken. But I think there also needs to be a level that everybody needs to get to that experimental phase to figure out where they stand with things, whether it's alcohol or whether it's drugs. And that's what that time is for. So I think the way that we approach it, and that's why it's really interesting how people have these arguments around pill testing at festivals is a really interesting conversation. So people are just like, no, because that says that everybody can have them well they're going to have them anyway um and you know which way do we look at this because there are lots of things that everybody's doing in that venue paying 100 bucks a ticket with booze and we're going to just not give safety to the fact that these people have decided to do it differently that it's still a citizen issue it's still a way that people feel like they should be able to express themselves and explore and and find a balance within their own partying habits so it, it is a very interesting conversation that i just think we approach it pretty black and white and pretty old school. Mm. And I think we need to open our minds up with the conversation a little bit. Do you bit. think that – but do you think that's more prevalent? I mean, again, I don't have a stat to be like more people are dying than ever at music festivals, but whether it's more widely reported or – but I feel like there is this, you know, more that fear – 
baiting in terms of this is getting out of control. I think probably the ice ep- epidemic probably adds to that too where, you know, people go, oh, my God, things aren't what they used to be. Everybody's, you know, young people these days with drugs. Well, I can't open up the ice conversation because I don't know much about that and I think that is a very different – it's like there are other types of drugs that are incre- have – proven facts that they're incredibly more addictive substances so it is I think a little bit different to experiment with those types of drugs Um, and I think there's different ways and different drugs that you have to bring out different things in you there's drugs that make you party and want to dance and they're called uppers and then there's drugs that make you not want to be so social and escape things and you know depending on who you are what you're looking for you've you've got to be careful with all of it Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is random, this topic now after that discussion. But I saw this article which I thought was quite hilarious about kids and presents for teachers. Mm. And there was a a suggestion, a lot of suggestions for um, different presents. And I was wondering if we could go through them and pretend that we were teachers and actually see if all of those... Well, these are the suggestions that they're giving. Um, Okay, so essentially I was buying my teachers like, I don't know, a freaking tea towel and a card. And I just think I have lived with a teacher before and she has come home and I swear to God, her entire king-size bed will just be covered with absolute pointless gifts. Oh, ours is always a mug. Oh, that's exactly what the headline said. Yeah, or and always one other of those ideas other than coffee mugs or vouchers. Are uh, one of those shit ones that are white inside and always get tea and coffee stains. And that never leaves the classroom. That's going straight to the staff room. <laughs> it's just absolutely. But isn't that not. what it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be a token gift, like. Well, no. This article saying that's not fair. These children, these teachers, look after your children for the majority of the year. You think about the presents you're going to give your family. You know, all you know, the person that picks up your kid, all these kinds of things, and we don't think about presents for teachers so this article is taking it quite seriously <laughs> also they're paid it's their job but well, i agree not paid enough in my opinion but i i think mm. you know it is a busy time it's like you've got this list and you're like mrs smith mrs abbott mrs this and you're like i don't fucking know i don't know what mrs abbott does in her spare time 
Oh, in terms of personalising. Does she want a gold class voucher? Does she want to go to the... Gold class is fancy for the teacher. Or the swingers club, you know? You don't really know what they're doing. Okay, so these suggestions are, the first one, an original and affordable artwork. Are you joking? (laughs) What? (laughs) I'd be thinking that a good price range would be around, what, 25? Well, this is saying creations range from 15 to $120. <laughs> I thought it said 20, but it says 120 Well, you're getting, you're getting a $15 original artwork created. Well, if you order it online in time for shipping, like, you might be okay. This is the catch with some you're of these, joking. you know. You're going to have to have ordered in November. What, Etsy? Jump on Etsy. Well. I once I once got a marble cushion cover. It took about eight years exactly, to arrive, it was remember? from Canada, you know. Like, yeah. Just, that's right. <laughs> okay, number two is called uh, My Discreet Bully. It's a book. So the issue of school bullying is an ongoing one, with most teachers being offered only limited training to handle, a gift that could help teachers care. Oh, God, no. That's That's a bit of an undermining gift, isn't it? It's like because even though you're a teacher and spend most of your life around kids, you wouldn't be able to recognise a bully. So here's a how-to guide from an accountant. Like, no thanks. $19.99 it costs for you to tell a teacher how to do their job. Nah, I wouldn't have thought so. Okay, the other one that we've got here is a totes amazing bag. And there's a on the bag, like it's like one of those. Well, a now this is the thing. Things. Yeah, tote bags were cool for a while until they became, you know, the necessity for shopping, and now they're just ugly. No, nah, I mean I'm still into a tote bag. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of those canvassy type ones. Yeah, it says yeah. "Totes Amazing Teacher" on it. Cute. That's no, nice. Mrs. Abbott is not wanting to work that when she's trying to pick up some bloke at the gym. Like she doesn't want everyone to know she's a school teacher. No, but Miss Abbott could take that into work. Mm. You know, pop her, she puts her gym runners in it on the way to work and has the motif on the outside. Yeah. And then as she's going to Declaring the gym, how good she exactly, is Exactly, and then she flips it on the inside. Yes. And then puts, you know what I mean? And then it's just plain on the outside when she's well, seeing the cute guy on the treadmill. I didn't tell you it was reversible. You can't just create a feature. No, but I'm just saying, like, the tote bag probably doesn't have a, the sayings on both sides. Yeah, but it, it's going to look inside out. It no, sucks. just put it on the other side. Oh, Do you know I what say, I mean? Just flip it over. Like right. a Woolworths one probably well, has a W on one I mean, side. Yeah, it might not say it on both sides. This one you're not going to like. Why? Right. Noise cancelling headphones. <laughs> I won't like because of the price. Is that yes. what you mean? My imaginary child will not be giving their teacher two hundred dollars noise cancelling well, headphones. Don't worry, offers them for sixty nine dollars. It's a lot of money. They have been with your kid all fucking year. Like and you're, by the sounds of it, your kid's gonna be a real pain in the ass. So sixty nine bucks is nothing. My kid's gonna be a weirdo. I know that for sure already. <laughs> She's gonna ask so many questions, and you're like, oh, fucking ask your mum. But she'll <laughs> she'll also have a bucket on her head and run to a wall for Probably. fun. Probably. You know it I mean? reminded me. I got an image of your brother all of a sudden. So anyway, um, a calendar with a twist. <laughs> this one is available from an, again a website. Uh, idea, you know, I ideal for the cute idea of it but again the shipping's gonna kill you the shipping's really gonna kill you scented candles is a really good one and the last always one scented that candle please to bring that's here. always a winner i know it seems token but everybody uses them at, well they're at your price I mean? range so how are you gonna pull that oh we'll go to the markets get a 15 dollar handmade you'll make them i sound like oh, such a tight ass you'll be one of these I'm people that'll quite... start up the candle making business november 26th oh have you seen a few of those online at the moment no <laughs> mate oh I, just, oh. I said to my partner the other day, here we go. The tight ass has just bought a house, has now fucking created a candle business because she can't afford to oh, give what about, anyone Oh, what gifts. about that? Oh, 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 do you reckon people do that just to give it to the people in their lives? Yes. Or not just to pay for their I mortgage? I know three people off the top of my head Are that have serious? done this over the past two years. Oh, no. And it's like, just don't do gifts. I would prefer to save you from your 
absolute bodge job at making a candle and for you to say to me, we just bought a house, here's a card, next year I'll be back. That's kind of, but isn't it the thought that counts? You know what I mean? The thought of just saving you from having this awkward opening where you're like, the wick doesn't even come out of the wax. How are you even supposed to fucking light it? Actually, I kind of say Bessie Beth did this one year, I forgot. I've just got to say, I'm like... Yeah, she did. She she did birthday presents for the can the candle making thing. Can I just say, if any of my mates or anybody I know is starting up a candle business, I'd be more than happy to receive. Would you? A hand, Even I, if you can't light the wick, because I'm telling you, that is the quality you're getting. Because I just think, that, but you think it's not the, the thought that goes into it. No, that's really nice. I oh. think that's a really nice. thing. I want to say, hey. Just be straight with me. Save yourself from sitting there for Saturday all day following this YouTube tutorial and putting on some, you know, motivational music with a glass of white to really recharge your life back. Save the but time what about if somebody, and just tell me you're saving money. I don't want your fucking shit But what candle. about if it's not just about saving money? What about if somebody's actually genuinely like... I'm not one of those creative people, but I did one of those wine drinking fucking painting classes. Which we're doing for a Christmas yeah, party. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is standard white girl. But what about if you did one of those and you're like, maybe I'm creative. What will be the next thing I would I will create? Create for yourself. <laughs> I want to get your creative creations. Keep your fucking hobby creations to yourself. Send Stacey's <laughs> my oh. way is all I'm saying. Oh. And if it's got a, a gingerbread fucking stencil on the outside, even better. Oh, if you can eat it, that's different. Like, send me food. Like, if you are baking shit, I don't want to have something in my fucking bathroom that I can't light. It doesn't make but any, okay. any sense. Any sense. It's just made you come out of a, a conversation that you're very uncomfortable with. This has been more of an angry service <laughs> announcement than anything else. I mean, candle we've... industry. Look, an hourglass has reached a really nice soft spot. She's making a buck off the, you know, off the middle it's mark. It's not hourglass. It's glass house. Oh. Hourglass is a pear-shaped figure for curvier women. Hourglass. Glass house. It's glass house. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not buying, obviously, many of Triple them. Triple centred. <laughs> Yeah, they're great. They're great. I mean, you take the top off, you don't even have to light it. It's so strong. But the rest can suck a dick. <laughs> Bye, them, everyone. Give them all to me. <laughs> give me yours, by the way. You don't even want to hand oh, over. Yeah, I'm happy to give you the homemade fucking <laughs> options I got three years ago. Thank God. Oh, save it. Do you save know when we got fired? Options. Do you know what I was resorting to? What? Scented tea lights from Kmart. That was a sad day. Ikea do a, a good pop version. <laughs> You can buy them in bulk for 50 bucks on those slabs. I've got to get out of here. This conversation is driving me crazy. (laughs) Bye, guys. See ya. If you want to continue the conversation with us, we are never off our phones. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or perhaps head to the website for a stack of articles, different content, all kinds of interviews at thethinkergirls.com.au. This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.